Welcome to episode number 37 of The Student Manager. It's your host, Michael Fong, Fonger News. And we have guest Tommy Hanley. He's a sophomore from Boston College, class of 18 at Modern Day. Tommy, I can see you through the window. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I can see you too. How's it going? <laughs> and for those of you that are wondering, what do you mean you can see through the window? Obviously, we're still uh, doing remote podcasts, social distancing. We're not live in studio together. Murph is in Newport Beach running the soundboard. But with technology, you can be anywhere. That's right. Tommy Hanley and I are in New Orleans. Today, we just finished a service project. Uh, we helped uh, feed about 400 families today through a drive through food bank. Tommy, how was that? Oh, it was just awesome uh, to get to meet all the all the struggling families kind of lend our support. It was great. It was really fulfilling and and really, really interesting to see, really. It was very gratifying. And now we're doing a podcast here. And the first thing I kind of thought of when we we're doing that is, is you're a college student at Boston College. We'll get into that. Uh, but obviously, the goal is to help high school students and their parents with the entire college search and admission process. And last week we had a guest on, he was a, a college counselor of Del Barton a school in New Jersey. And he talked about um, his high school feeding into the four top Catholic schools, one being Notre Dame, two being Georgetown, number three being Boston college and four Villanova. So a lot of my followers and listeners want to say, God, Tommy, how did you get into Boston college? What is it going to take? But before we get into the hard facts, it's things like this service hours, separating yourself, doing something different, especially during the pandemic. Right. I mean, would you encourage any high school student if they had the time to maybe give back, donate their time? Uh, because you could write about something like this that that will separate you from college. Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I had like over 400 service hours coming out of modern day. And, and there's so many ways to to get those without having it seem like a hassle and having it seem like you're obligated and, and to do something not fun, but all the opportunities that modern day provides are fun. I know the special games, I did that all four years and that was just great, easy, free 10 service hours. They were all direct and just a blast. Great time. Okay. Great day. Good. So you did service hours. What were some of the other ones that separated yourself because uh, we talk about, I mean, especially like Boston College, right? They're going to read, I think they read applications last year. Get this, 35,500 35, applications. And they only accepted 27%. So how do you separate yourself on the application process with service hours? Was there like one thing, two things that you did that you said, you know what? I think I did separate myself from other high school seniors applying. Um. So for me, um approaching kind of getting service hours it it really was just about asking and um people are always willing to to accept your help and and more often than not they'll sign off on service hours for it so i just kind of went around asking a bunch of different organizations a bunch of a bunch of different people whether you know they needed something that i could help with and more often than not they would be more than willing to have my help and they would often sign off on all my service hour forms that I gave them or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So parents, if you're listening, yes, do those service hours. It does help. Uh, Boston college does a holistic review. So not only do they look at your unweighted GPA, 
your SAT, ACT, which basically we could throw out the door for the incoming class of 21 because they're, they're not looking at uh, test scores, uh, you know, next year and maybe beyond. But let's talk about um, the rigor of your schedule in high school at modern day. Uh, how rigorous was it? Because holistic reviews will look at your toughness of the schedule. So talk to us about that. Um, so modern day, it's, it's a really interesting school because a lot of their sort of processes and, and teaching methods are really streamlined uh, with all the technology they have, like the iPads and stuff. Um, obviously there's, there's a lot of resources to, to be able to learn and to, to sort of excel in your classes. And, um, not that it was, it was easier I was easier than college, but it's, it's definitely different. Um, there's a lot more cooperation, I guess. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more in your face sort of ways that you can get ahead and ways that you can exceed in class. And, um, I think something that you want to sort of keep in mind when you're, uh, approaching college and, and sort of approaching setting up your schedule is that, um, a lot of the times, you know, the, these college professors have hundreds and hundreds of students and, and they're not always going to have the time to mm-hmm. sort of focus on on you individually. Now, that's not to say there aren't any classes that are, are more individually focused and more kind of smaller communities of learning. But um, especially in the first two years, you're going to have a lot of sort of core core learning experiences that that you might not be prepared for coming from an environment like modern day. But honestly, if, if you just put in the work and, and you know what you have to do at the beginning, then it's not really that challenging. And, and a lot of people say, you know, high school, it doesn't prepare you for college. It it definitely does, but it's, it's something to get used to obviously. And and college is a very different experience than high school. So you know, to Let, take that first semester and just sort of test it out. Don't be afraid. You know, you'll, you'll, there's still people who will always be there to help you and there to support you. So, yeah. Let me ask you this. When you came from Modern Day, so what I'm hearing is Modern Day was, I'm not going to say easy, but it is from, from parents I talked to, some students I talked to, it, the transition could be a little tough if you're not disciplined and what you just said got to work really hard your freshman year yeah just just keep that discipline up it's don't think of college as something where you you know like you you may have a less busy schedule per se because you 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 have like three to four classes a day and they're only an hour long but yeah time between that you want to be in the library a lot and you you want to act like it's still a school even though your whole life you've been to school from like 8 a.m to 3 p.m um, was that it's not hard? like that in college but yeah was that, was, was, was that hard to get used to that time schedule of all right uh i don't go to school from eight to two i have a little break um i to be honest it was like easier to get used to for me just because i didn't have to wake up at six or seven every day or whatever but right. um right but it, it's definitely the first semester was definitely a learning experience for me. And, and you have to realize that you have to grind in, in college. It's not 
you're, you're not going to get those freebies. You're not going to get those easy religion or art classes or whatever, like you have in modern day. You're going to have to be teaching. <laughs> or, right. Or your coach, right. For what sport you play. Yeah. Like you yeah. Play tennis. That's an easy yeah, like way. Weight, yeah. Weightlifting. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um, but, but you're going to have to put in the work and a lot of the learning, you know, you're going to have to take upon, take upon yourself, I guess. Cause, okay. Cause it's really like reading intensive in college. And, and I would say there's a lot more sort of reading and like out of class learning that, that you're meant to sort of take into your own hands. And, and that's, that's definitely something big that, that I hope sort of had to learn uh, through and my first semester and maybe even second semester in college. All right. So your first semester, kind of talk about your schedule. Uh, did you take less classes than you're now as a sophomore? And, and if you did uh, help a college or help a high school student, uh, what to prepare for in college, do we take PM classes or do we take that eight o'clock, nine o'clock class? Um, so it, it honestly depends what type of person you are. Um, I'm fine with getting up early. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Obviously I'm not going to take like an 8am class or like a 7pm class. Cause it, you don't really have to in college and, and it's not something that like you're required to do. So I, I'd just rather not do it myself, but obviously it depends if you're a morning person and you want to get up and learn, then that's great. But, um, I tried to sort of even my classes out. I tried to space them out so I'd have time in between to maybe go to the library, look over some material, kind of finish my homework and stuff. And and you just kind of want to balance. You want to be able to focus on your clubs, focus on working out, focus on making friends. You want to you want to have a good sort of even schedule that that provides you time to adequately focus um adequately like apply yourself i guess to to each of the the major parts of college which are obviously clubs academics friends you know um brats if you have you hit you hit on a perfect topic because it's a great transition because you want to have that well-balanced college life experience let's talk about there's over 300 clubs and organizations at bc uh which ones are you involved in and kind of talk to the process of how do you, where do you even start? Kind of like, you know, obviously there's no Greek system at BC, so you can't rush a fraternity. You can't rush a sorority. Yes. Parents that are listening, males and females. If you go to BC, there's no Greek life. So you have 300 organizations. How do you sort them out? How do you know what you want to get involved in and, and, and talk about that process? Um, so making, making friends at BC, it's, it's really not hard. You're in a, you're in a really tight knit community with other like-minded people. Um, it, it's not going to be difficult if you just put yourself out there and kind of be yourself. You're, you're going to have, you're going to make obviously friends for your lifetime. And, and, and that's really important. I think it's, you shouldn't be nervous because everyone there is in the same position. Um, and obviously clubs and stuff like that are a way to, to expand your friend base and sort of meet a whole like broad range of people, which is kind of, it's different to high school because you're, you're kind of all going to the same place every day, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you'll see at college, you'll see like different people. You'll be able to kind of draw upon different, different sort of backgrounds and different interests that people have and, and, it's really sort of 
it's really it really like builds your character and and makes you understand the world more i guess uh, if if that makes sense um but in terms of clubs um i don't know just go for what you're interested in so um i started uh club running my first semester and for okay. uh, for bc which um so club running is just the club track and field we do running events um and that's really fun you know I, uh, every tuesday and thursday we would wake up at like 7 a.m and, and run around boston which is a blast it's a beautiful city um and then for bc is uh every sunday night we would have sort of a a five, four to five hour long service project where we, we go out into Boston and and we just work with, with the local people or local organizations or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. they need, honestly. And and BC has all the connections and, and obviously all the schools in Boston are really, really tight with, with the whole community and and stuff. So um you're always going to have sort of ways to, to reach out and apply yourself and, and broaden your horizons. And honestly, if you just apply for whatever club you want, like it, you might not be sort of, you, you, your skills might not sort of be great for the club. Like for instance, I, the first semester, uh, my sophomore this year, my sophomore year, I applied for ultimate Frisbee and, or I'd not apply that. Ultimate, ultimate Frisbee. Frisbee. Yeah, I love um, that. <laughs> and you know, that's that? fun. Yeah. Oh, it's I. I've been getting better every day. You know, I've been out practicing. It's just a fun way to apply yourself. And I never thought I would enjoy ultimate. Tommy, Frisbee you're getting involved. I love it. Yeah, you're getting involved. Yeah, I mean, and it's not hard to get involved. You know, like as long as you're doing what you like and, and doing what you, and doing what makes you comfortable. I guess it's it's really it's just so easy and it's really good for you i i know a lot of people who kind of tend to tend to sort of especially at my school certain people you will meet will tend to like not not apply themselves and not sort of go out there and, and get into it but it shouldn't feel like a hassle when you when you're doing these stuff it shouldn't feel like a hassle applying to clubs it shouldn't feel like something you need to do it, sh it should always be something you want to do and, and that just starts yeah when when you sort of just throw yourself out there and do things that you enjoy so let's talk about even before getting into bc right obviously we are in new orleans there's tulane university in new orleans and the reason why i bring that up is your sister allison graduated from tulane another great catholic uh university what other universities uh did you look at did you even look at tulane uh, yeah, so I did look at Tulane. Um, my brother went to Notre Dame, so I, I looked at Notre Dame, obviously. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really have a school in mind. I guess I, I just sort of, kind of threw my application out there. I applied to like maybe fifteen colleges, so that's that's quite a quite a lot, as I understand it. And um, I just sort of threw my application around. I applied to uh, UVA, UNC, um, Villanova to Notre Dame, obviously Tulane. Um, and something, something for me, I guess I didn't apply to any school in California just cause I, I sort of wanted to get out of there. I wanted to Good for you. To look at something or see the world in, in a new perspective, I guess. And I thought 
sort of getting out of California and going somewhere else would, would be the way to do that. But it honestly just depends on, on what you're looking for. And, and a lot of colleges are pretty, honestly, like from, from my experience, like visiting my friends and stuff, they're pretty, they're pretty similar. You'll, you'll get them, you'll get like a mix of cool, intelligent people. And, and that's really what makes, makes college for me, I guess, is, is the people and, and you're always going to find, find right. cool people no matter where you go. So uh, well, you're kind of cool. It's Tommy. pretty hard to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, and it's what you, you, what you put into it and, and how you uh, is what you're going to get out of it. So give my uh, followers that are students and parents uh, your top three schools besides BC. What other top two schools did you visit and kind of give a little comparison and why you chose Boston and Boston College. Who else were you um, looking into physically? So uh, for a while, I was big on Notre Dame. Unfortunately, I didn't get in, uh, which <laughs> was kind of a bummer. But I, I really like that school. It's obviously just incredible. The the architecture, the the football, the sports, the community. It's just it's such a such an interesting school, and, and it's really cool. I think. Um, but definitely Notre Dame was a big one. Um, okay. I was also looking at um, UNC and Wake Forest. Those okay. were Those were probably two other, and also Tulane. Um, but Tulane, I, I kind of, I didn't want to follow, um, follow my siblings' footsteps necessarily, so I, I kind of wanted to differentiate myself. So that kind of led me to Boston College, uh, Wake Forest, and UNC, and um, the reason I chose uh, Boston College, it was it was in a city, and um, I don't know. To me, that that was just something that that kind of it, it just attracted me, I guess. And and the whole sort of culture of Boston, it's got like great seafood. It's got the Italian North End. It's got all these sort of different different cultural heritage heritages and and stuff. So. Um, it was just really interesting to me, and I I hadn't been to Boston very much, or not at all, I think, even before um, applying there. So, um, Boston it was just a some great, great city. I mean, oh, we yes. had That's a guest, yeah. had a guest on from Northeastern. Uh, you're my first BC guest, uh, and don't blame you. I mean, uh, the Gothic architecture at Chestnut Hill is not too shabby. You're talking about North oh, Carolina, yeah. But, yeah. We've been we've been on the campus of BC, and I always told when we went with my children, I said this is like a mini Notre Dame because it kind of felt like yeah. a mini Notre Dame. Would you Would you agree? Oh, I would say so, definitely. Um, especially now we're, we're we're kind of approaching this new like phase. Hey, I'm you're breaking up. Try and stay in one place. I see you moving all around. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Try yeah. and stay in one place. All right. Yeah. Um, so. Um, where was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so especially now the architecture at BC is, is sort of, um, it's rapidly sort of expanding and, and the, the administration is focusing on buying a lot of sort of the surrounding land. And, right. um, we just got a new recreation center. So there's all new, like state of the art, uh, workout equipment and rock climbing walls, pools, indoor track, whatever you need. Um, and then we're also building a new science building and, and 
with that, um, we're going to uh, get a new science program. We're going to get an engineering school, um, which I think is really cool. And, and it's going to it's going to be something very big and very exciting for Boston College. So there's a lot of sort of. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good things are happening yeah, yeah. Uh, on campus. I remember when we were there, was it two or three years ago, the Flynn Rec Center that was just being built. I said, wow, that's going to be amazing. Uh, my son oh, Josh yeah. and I, we, we ran through the uh, alumni stadium, uh, the football stadium, which is pretty sick. I mean, you're, you're, you're 20 minutes away uh, from the city and you mentioned uh, uh, the Italian food, uh, you know, what part of t uh, different parts of town of Boston. I'm going to take you through quick questions because this is what I love giving feedback to my followers that are parents and students, uh, especially if you're attending college in Boston College. The city's so big. What is your favorite uh, Italian restaurant? Um, so in the north end, there's this place called Brico. Uh, it's just really good. It's like authentic Italian food. They got good wine. They got good appetizers, entrees, pasta, whatever you want. They got it. And it's, it's a little on the pricey side, but it's definitely worth it if you just want some really, really solid Italian food. And that's breaking the north side. And actually, one of my questions I always ask, this is like one of the last ones I like to ask, but you teed it up. I said, if Melissa and Steve are in town, where are you having them take you? This is like where I usually try and get the kid to talk about taking to the rich, pricey uh, restaurant. Where is that? If it's not Brica, because you're going on your own, if, if, if your parents are in town, where do you want them to take you? Um... There's honestly just so many, so many restaurants. Um, and usually they're, the, they're kind of the ones who are, um, sort of looking for places to go, but, uh, a few classics are, um, are Union Oyster House. Obviously that's a, that's like a staple of Boston. Yes. It's been there for God knows how many years and it's just really solid seafood. If you want like classic sort of Northeastern food, um, definitely go there. Um, and honestly, it's pretty hard to go wrong, uh, especially if, if you're in the North End or sort of downtown Boston. There's there's not really many places that are going to that are going to suck, frankly, and, and they're all going to be really solid. And, and, and food is such a big like part of the culture there that um, it's really hard to go wrong. And, and usually what I'll do when I go in the city is, well, I'll just kind of be walking around with my friends and we'll just find a random place and, and sort of chow down just there adventure. there's so many yeah yeah exactly. right that that's the best thing to do okay mm -hmm. late night munchies late night munchies not a lot of places open up where are you going um so i have kind of a special relationship with uh uber eats uh, <laughs> i get it a lot um and so right near boston there's like a lot of like cool little bistros or whatever so um they always have sort of sort of what you need within five minutes, especially if you just want to Uber Eats it. But you can also drive to these places or whatever. Um, so near school, there's um, a sushi place. It's called Miyuki. It's it's just really solid. They got like all your classic sushi rolls. Um, there's a Mexican place. It's called El Palone. Uh, again, really solid. They just have sort of quesadillas, burritos, whatever you want. Um, Sounds and good. then there's this place called walk and talk. It's just really cheap, uh, really cheap. A lot of, a lot of Asian food. So if, if you're into that, then yeah. 
Now, you wake up the next morning. You might be hungover. Where are you going for breakfast? Um, so there's this diner um, in Newton uh, Center. It's called uh, the Station Diner. And it's okay. it's really it's really solid. It's kind of it's kind of got like a health like twist on it. So they'll make like eggs Benedict, but with like avocado and spinach and mushroom and stuff. So they got like a lot of good sort of refreshing and and detoxifying, let's say, um, meals. And so that's probably my favorite uh, breakfast place. But other other than that, probably just Dunkin'. Uh, that's that's always a Double D, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the box is so big. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this in a two part question, and you can be politically correct how you answer it, or you could just be flat out answer it the way you want. Okay. I know Boston's very tough if you're not over 21. A lot of my guests on this uh, podcast, uh, if uh, they're freshmen, sophomores, they have fake IDs. I'm not gonna lie, parents, your kid's gonna get a fake ID. So you might have one, you may not have one. You go out. First, what's your favorite bar or what bars are the ones you've heard that are really the top bars for Boston College? Uh, since I know there's so many colleges in the Boston area, but where did a lot of Boston College Eagle students like to hang out? Um, so there's there's a few near school um, and those are kind of harder to to get into. Obviously, those are more sort of senior and junior bars. If you, like if you have a real ID, they're obviously really fun, but if you have a fake i probably wouldn't go to them uh there's the circle and then um and then there's union which is sort of up commonwealth from boston college and and those are pretty pretty difficult to uh get into um but then obviously you'll have you'll have big bars in boston that that if, if you if you're looking for a good time and 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 you're comfortable going out and and you don't want to get in trouble they're they're pretty reliable so uh there's one called wild rover it's it's kind of like a it's just a big sort of big party bar it's multi-level so you you get a lot of people packed in there um and then freshman year there's this uh, one place it was called garage and it was just sort of this big empty warehouse where all like the freshmen and some sophomores would go but um Usually the bars kind of switch around because it's it, it is a pretty strict city and and you'll get issues with with police officers so that's something definitely to keep in mind but um as long as you're smart about it and and you're safe about it and and you're not doing anything stupid obviously then then you can have fun and it's not like it's not a completely sort of dry school to go to you can have a lot of fun and, and there's no right and there's right. no real big downsides i guess people look at it like we don't have frats and and would think that there's no sort of party scene but we we have sports houses and and we have bars and stuff so it, it's not it's not something that you should uh, get hung up on or think about too much because you're always going to have fun at college it's not absolutely Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. Uh, for a lot of students that think they have to pick a major going from high school into college, and I always tell people, you know, what you graduate with is typically not what you're going to probably do as a profession or most college students change their major. 
And I think you changed your major from computer science to speech comm. What advice would you give high school students coming in with a major? Would you go undeclared or, or talk to parents and students about that? Um, so the, probably the, the main thing um, for me and in, in sort of helping me sort of narrow down what I want to do is not actually school. Because um, the first two years of school, especially at BC, we have this sort of core we have this core program so the classes you're taking obviously aren't aren't that applicable to your major uh, you might take a few one-off courses which are which are for your major obviously but um most of the classes you're going to be taking are like religion or like philosophy or science i guess if you're a science if you want to go into the sciences then yeah but other than that sort of um you're going to be taking a bunch of random classes. So uh, what I would say is, is your work experiences are probably, probably the biggest sort of determining factor in, in how you want to focus your career and, and what you're eventually going to want to do. Cause um, I, I did, I did a internship for two summers in a row at, at this sort of startup um, mortgage sort of technology based company. And, and, that really helped me kind of kind of narrow down what I wanted to do because I got real experience in an office and and I got to see sort of how my days would be filled and what type of work I would be doing for for my whole day or whatever. So um and from that sort of I kind of narrowed it down. Um I originally wanted to do computer science because I like I I'm pretty good with technology and I like sort of the organizational and kind of the mathematical logical aspect of it. But um, taking it in college, it's, it's, it's a lot different. Um, it's pretty hardcore. And if, if you're not fully serious about it, then, then you might want to rethink it. That's not to say don't do it. Cause obviously it's a, it's a fantastic major and a fantastic study, but um it just wasn't working for me. So I switched over to communications and obviously I still have that computer science background. So it's, it's, it's really helpful, especially right. nowadays. And I'm in a modern workplace where everyone's looking for someone who's good with technology, but um, communications I switched to just cause I, I enjoy communicating. I, I like learning about sort of the philosophy of communication and marketing and, and sort of how people, how people go about sort of either starting up a company, building a company, sort of making the framework of a company. And, and that's a lot what I'm learning about right now. I'm learning about sort of. Hey, Tommy. Yeah. I was a speech con major, right? I'm in sales. Yeah, yeah. And I do this podcast for fun, right? You're, learning, yeah. you're seeing someone with a speech con major and you saw yeah. the thing actually just be out you get to be yourself and you just get yeah. to talk to people so great yeah major. exactly yeah so what speaking of calm and communications what advice would you give parents and students right now going through the process i don't even really want to talk about sat or act because juniors not, not, may not be taking that but like for the class of 21 that's you juniors and the class of 22 that's you sophomores that are listening out there what advice during this whole college search and admission process would you give to students and then parents um honestly just just go out and do something interesting and 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 if, if you're 
you're if you're trying to sort of apply to all these schools you want to you want to be as interesting and stand out of a person as as you actually are and so sometimes the application process sort of has this tendency to sort of kind of make you more vanilla and and sort of make you more basic of a person than you actually are and and I think it's important in your application process and in trying to be noticed by all these schools that that you really just got to kind of put yourself out there and, and make yourself be noticed. Cause that's really honestly what, what de- kind of determines your, your sort of entrance into colleges. It's, it's, it's a lot about grades, obviously it's a lot about test scores, blah, blah, blah. But if they, if they think you're unique and if they think you have something to contribute, then that's probably the most important thing. And, and that just starts with going out, getting a getting a cool internship or you know volunteering at a at a cool new place and and so i think that's probably just one of the most important things just go out and do something fun do something interesting do something cool and and who knows maybe that'll that'll be the reason why you get into college what's your favorite thing about boston college what do you love um Oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the people. They're, they're just all so understanding and, 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 you know, like, um, going into Boston college sort of year, everyone's sort of in the same state of mind and everyone kind of knows what they want to get out of the experience. And, and that's really, that, that just is, is so cool because you all just get along with each other so easily. And, 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 you're with all these similar people who, who want the same things, relatively the same things from their educational experience. And it's just really cool to kind of get all these perspectives and, and, and meet all these people. And, and they come from everywhere. They come from East coast, West coast, middle of the country. And, and it's just this really cool sort of coalescence of, of different backgrounds and, coming together in this sort of one place where you can all kind of focus your, your dreams into sort of a path for you to go on after. Yeah. Great take on BC. Now I'm going to end on we're in COVID-19. Obviously you all went virtual. How has that been? Like, honestly, cause I talked to my daughter who's at UW and she said, it's just not the same in terms of she doesn't feel she's getting the same education. Uh, which is standard, obviously, but what's your take, what's your friend's take, your virtual for this uh, semester? Uh, first of all, is BC semester or spring, or quarter? Uh, semester. Okay, so you're about to wrapping up. You're in finals. Yeah, matter of yeah. fact, I think this week you're going home. You're leaving yeah, Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so virtual, yes or no? Are you getting the same education? And if not, what do you? what's your whole opinion on this virtual? Um. So... Obviously, it's not it's not comparable to a classroom setting. Uh, it's there's a lot of uh, initially there's a lot of communication between sort of students and professors, and I had some of my emails sort of disregarded or just or just not seen, I guess. And and so there was initially a lot of confusion. Um, it's getting better now, certainly. I, th- I think teachers. I think with teachers, that that was the main thing. They had to sort of switch all their lesson plans to virtual, and that that really shook things up. Um, 
but it, it's getting better as it goes. It's obviously not the same. Um, and, and the schools is definitely trying to accommodate that as best they can. Um, it's definitely difficult and it's, it was really hard leaving the school obviously because there right when we left, there was so many cool things going on in Boston and we were just about kind of wrapping up the halfway point of the semester. Um, but it, it needs to happen. It's, it's for our own safety and, and the school is definitely trying to accommodate us. And, um, especially with, with the, with the free time, uh, I would say I've been able to sort of apply myself in different ways than, than I would be at school, which it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I've been able to sort of, sort of focus myself in other aspects uh, in, in my interests and hobbies. And obviously right now what we just did, we just came down to new Orleans and volunteered. So it's, it's definitely a sort of bittersweet, um, bittersweet thing that happened, but um, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad that, that came from it. So it, it's, it's like everything, fall, you know, it's fall semester. If it's virtual, are you going back there to live and take school virtually with uh, maybe your roommates? Or are you going to still virtual uh, from Orange County? Um, I think I'm going to go back to school just because um, good for you. Juniors, yeah, they all live off campus, so it'll it'll be really easy, and I'll get to see all my friends again. It'll just make me make me a, a lot happier, I guess, than being in OC. <laughs> I hear you on that. Well, you've been listening to Tommy Hanley. He's a sophomore at Boston College. Again, a class of 18 at Modern Day. Uh, great kid. He is on a service project trip out here uh, with yours truly, Fonger News, of the student manager in New Orleans. We are having a blast. And I don't know if I would have been able to track you down uh, to do this podcast, but I've always needed uh, someone from Boston College, and you are my uh, inaugural eagle yeah, so tommy glad to be available yeah and we'll see you shortly when you walk out of that guest house by the <laughs> nice yeah. pool it's 80 degrees out here in new orleans uh, thank you for being my guest i want to thank our executive producer murph cargis he's mixing it up back home in newport beach uh, you've been listening to the student manager podcast and again for all you students and parents are out there we're trying to help you with the college search and admission process so with that said stay tuned for the next episode bonger news out <laughs>